yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? Man, we got a hot one today. But guess what, people? It's TGIF. Is everybody ready for the weekend? Because I sure am. All right. Let's get into episode 30. Episode 30. Wow. We're moving and transcending up here at All Things Basketball Podcast, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Episode 30. The name of episode 30 is Houston Power. The name of episode 30, people, is Houston Power. And of course, if you were watching the TV, watching sports yesterday, you know why the name of this episode is called Houston Power. And of course, you know, of course, how Coach Luke likes to do it. We like to ease into the topic. And so that's what we're going to do. We're not going to change one thing, one bit here at All Things Basketball Podcast. But before we get started with Episode 30, you know what we got to do, people. We got to tap in. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Let's get the ball rolling, people, as they say. Episode 30, Houston Power. Let's go. All right. First up to deck, Mr. Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. Now, like Coach Luke mentioned before, Andre Iguodala was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies, and I really believe it had a lot to do with this new book that he's put out, The Sixth Man. I mean, the minute the book hit the shelf, you know, when you when you write a book, okay, the first thing is that, you know, you, you kind of have to give up some secrets, well, I think Mr. Andre Iguodala gave up a few too many secrets for the Golden State Brass. All right, he he made a made a few too many uh opened up a few too many can of worms for their liking, and so I, Coach Luke, personally believes that that's what caused the trade. So they traded Andre Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, Andre Iguodala stated he does not want to play for the Memphis Grizzlies. And I don't blame him. The Memphis Grizzlies are young, and they're a rebuilding team. And Andre Iguodala is coming from two situations, two contenders, and one championship team. And so I'm pretty sure Andre Iguodala wants to be moved, or he wouldn't have made these comments, all right? Well, let's get into what's going on with Andre Iguodala and, and the Memphis Grizzlies and trying to get him moved to another team. First of all, what's going on with Memphis? Memphis wants a number one pick for Andre Iguodala. Now, you know, I think it's, it's, it's spilled milk on the Grizzlies part. And I'll tell you why, people. Andre Iguodala is a veteran. Andre Iguodala is 35 and he will be 36 soon. Okay. Now he's a clutch player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. All right, he's probably got maybe one, possibly two more years left in the tank. Coach Luke only feels like he's probably got one more year. If you notice, Andre Iguodala's kind of getting into other endeavors already. 
So I really think he's only going to play one more season. And so he wants to be moved from Memphis to make that last season very, very memorable. But back to the Grizzlies brass, the Grizzlies brass is asking for a first-round pick for Andre Iguodala's services. Now, shame on you, Memphis Grizzlies. You know that no one, no one in the league, and it's not a knock on Andre Iguodala, but there's no one in the league really will give up a first-round pick for a player, I don't care how good he is, that's 35 years old and he's coming off the bench for a team. Nobody will give up a first-round pick. I think the Memphis Grizzlies were happy to obtain Andre Iguodala, but now they're a little ashamed of saying, listen, we want Andre in the Memphis uniform this season, and guess what? We're not going to trade him. I mean, it looks a little funny on the Memphis Grizzlies' part if they say they don't want to trade a, a guy that's on the downswing in his career and he's 35 years old. But be honest and tell the league, listen, we do not want to trade Andre Iguodala. We want to keep him. Instead of parading around and saying, if you have a first-round pick, then we'll trade Andre Iguodala to your team. Because no team is going to give up a first-round pick for a 35-year-old veteran. And I think it's crazy that the Memphis Grizzlies would even entertain this thought. And so that's what's going on with Andre Iguodala. The Memphis Grizzlies is somewhat trying to hold him captive there, you know, and they know that this KG veteran wants to move on and he doesn't want to play for the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies are in a rebuilding stage. And Andre Iguodala doesn't want to have any part of that, especially not, really, no veterans want to have a part of a rebuilding stage. They want to go to a team where they can spread their wings and ball and be effective and not worry about helping younger players rebuild and learn the game of basketball the way it's supposed to play it in the NBA. And so that's what's going on with Andre Iguodala and the Memphis Grizzlies. And, you know, from Coach Luke's eyes, I just think it's a shame that the Grizzlies are willing to try to put out that they want a first-round pick, knowing that they will not get a first-round pick for Andre Iguodala. They should just be honest and say, hey, we don't want to trade Andre Iguodala. Well, that's what's going on in the Memphis building with Andre Iguodala. I just think it's a getting a little bit messy. I think, if anything, then wave Andre Iguodala and then let him search for a possible taker. All right? Some people say DeMarcus Boogie Cousins took the cheap route to play for a championship contender. I don't know about that. All right? DeMarcus Cousins just played in the championship. Okay, now, they didn't win, and of course, I think Boogie Cousins felt that he had an opportunity and that he found a home with the Golden State Warriors, but that wasn't the case, all right? And so a lot of people are saying the $3.5 million that Boogie Cousins signed with the Los Angeles Lakers for one season was the cheap way out to stay on a winning team. I just don't, I don't buy that. All right. And then also a lot of people don't understand. Yes, it's a three point five million dollar contract. But if he plays 60 games, that's an additional million. All right. And if he makes the playoffs with the Lakers, 
there's another million, and of course, they're going to make the playoffs at least. And of course, if he averages 15 points per game in those 60-plus games, then there's another million. So you could round off Boogie Cousins' money to about $7 million. So it's not that cheap of a deal, and it's he's actually receiving more from the Lakers than he did from the um, Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors offered him $5 million flat with no incentives. And so it's good that he took the offer with the um, Los Angeles Lakers because it's incentive-laden. It's definitely incentive-laden. So I don't think Boogie Cousins took the cheap route to stay on the championship team. You have to do what's best for you and your career, whether he took the cheap route with, with the media saying or if he didn't. You really have to do what's best for your career and then let the chips fall where they may. But then again, hey, people are entitled to their own comments and their own views. But in Coach Loop's eyes, it was a great move on DeMarcus Cousins' point of view to go to the Lakers, to go to a winning team, and have an incentive-laden contract to where if he performs at a high, high level, which Boogie Cousins can, he will get more money than the money he received last season. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. We've never really touched on this situation. And I tell you what, I just think it's a sad, sad situation. But I'm a big, big Carmelo Anthony fan. And I think, you know, what's going on with Carmelo Anthony is sad. I think he's done enough for the league. He's put uh, enough time into the league where he should be respected a little bit more than this. All right. And I tell you what, with all of the superstars that are turning down the opportunity to play in the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, I guess a lot of New York Knicks fans, I know Coach Luke included, I'm very, very thankful that Carmelo Anthony took the mantle and said, hey, I'll play in the melting pot and I'll perform at a high, high level in this melting pot night after night. And I don't care how strong the media coverage is, I'm going to perform. One of the things that I realize now, after you've missed out on a few big free agent names, that Carmelo Anthony was strong enough to come into the big house of Madison Square Garden MSG and really perform at a high, high level and do it for many, many years. And truthfully, I believe that they should bring him back. That's what they should do. They should bring Carmelo Anthony back. But now coming out of uh, Carmelo Anthony's camp, he's stating that if he does not get picked up this season, before September 15th or whenever training camp starts, he's going to really consider retirement. And I think that's just a sad, sad situation for a guy of Carmelo Anthony's magnitude. I just think it's a sad, sad situation when a guy of Carmelo Anthony's magnitude and the way that he can play some basketball, because Carmelo's a baller, man, and I think there's a place for him in the NBA. I, I mean, Coach Luke, I can't think of 50 players that are better than Carmelo Anthony right now. 
I can't name 50 players that are better than Carmelo Anthony. And so, I mean, I'm telling you, he deserves to have an opportunity in the NBA. And if I was the New York Knicks, I'd bring him back. I really would bring him back, people. Because, again, he's familiar with the area. He's a New Yorker. He knows how to deal with the melting pot and the criticism that comes with playing in New York. A lot of young guys today, they don't even want it. They don't even want the, the criticism. They don't want the criticism. They don't want the limelight on them, you know. And I'll be honest with you. I was talking to a gentleman today. I said, even Kyrie Irving, he thinks picking Brooklyn, the brother team, or the little brother is going to be easy. It's not. This is all the New York media, people, whether it's Brooklyn or New York. This is the New York media. So if Kyrie Irving thinks, oh, I can go under the radar and play for the Brooklyn Nets, there is no under the radar in New York, baby. And Kyrie Irving's going to find that out, and Kevin Durant will find that out firsthand. You will be dealt with as far as the New York media is concerned. But I kind of got off because we're dealing with Carmelo in this situation. I really believe you should bring him back because he's so familiar with the situation. I'm going to go on the personal campaign here at All Things Basketball Podcast to say, bring Melo back to fold. Bring him back in. Now, of course, you know, he won't start for the New York Knicks, but if you need some buckets off the bench, Melo's your guy. Melo's your guy. Now, I don't know if, you know, uh, Steve Mills and Scott Perry uh, listen to All Things Basketball Podcast. I hope they do, because if they do, I mean, this won't be a bad idea. This really won't be a bad idea. And I think Carmelo's kind of softens his stance as far as if I'm not starting, I'm not going to go to your team. I think that's out the window now, now that he's seen a whole season has went by and no one's asked to pick him up for his services. And so now is the right time to give him an opportunity. But I believe Carmelo Anthony will get an opportunity. I just don't know where. I just don't know where. I think he'll get an opportunity to play uh, uh, this season. And I definitely want him to go out the right way. Go out with a retirement party like most all-stars and superstars do. He deserves that. He really does. He's worked hard his whole career. And Carmelo Anthony deserves to go out the right way. Well, the other half of the trade we're going to talk about right now, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is fuming about the trade to OKC. All right. Now, the deal is, is that we're now starting to hear that James Harding, the beard, really pushed for what Russell Westbrook, his teammate and his childhood friend, because, you know, Harding and Westbrook grew up together. They played AAU ball in the Southern California area. So they've known each other since they were nine years old, all right? Now, they played at OKC together before James Harden was traded to Houston, all right? And that really upset Russell Westbrook, all right? But Russell Westbrook was a consummate pro. He continued to play excellent ball for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But they've been childhood friends since the tender age of 9 or 10. And so James Harden went to Daryl Morey, who's a great general manager, and said, listen, 
we got to do everything we can to get Russell Westbrook here. All right. Now, the dangerous thing about Westbrook being in Houston is it takes the Houston Rockets six million over their cap. It takes them six million dollars, people, over their cap, and it makes it very, very dangerous. And so now what the Houston Rockets have to do is downsize their bench somewhat. All right. They have to downsize their bench at least six million to get back even with their cap. And so one of the moves they've made as of maybe two hours ago was signing Tyson Chandler, all right? And so Tyson Chandler will probably come with the exempt of maybe 3 to $4 million. And so they're going to start the process of downsizing their roster because, as we know, uh, Russell Westbrook comes with a $44 million per year for the next couple of years uh, contract. All right. And it ends up with 47 million in three more years. And so you have to downsize and get within your cap space. And so that's what Daryl Morey is doing. And he's already started doing that by signing Tyson Chandler. But we kind of got off because we're really talking about Chris Paul being very upset that he was used in this situation and traded to OKC. Now, Chris Paul has mentioned he will not put on an OKC uniform. And so he's either asking uh, um, the the um, OKC brass to either waive him so he can go where he wants to go, all right, or trade him to a contender, okay? And so that's what's going on with Chris Paul. He will not show up and play for the OKC Thunder, all right? But Russell Westbrook is very excited to be back with his childhood friend, in Houston, the bid, and they're going to be phenomenal people, all right? The Houston Rockets are now going to be phenomenal. What's going on in the NBA now is no longer big threes. You've got about five, uh, you've got about maybe 12 or 13 big twos across the league, all right? And so now Houston has their big two, meaning Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, and it puts them right back in the mix as far as winning a championship. It puts Houston right back in the mix as far as as far as title contention right now. And I tell you, they're just as good as any team in the West right now. And the West is really loading up. You've got Houston, both L.A. teams, Utah, Portland. I mean, you've got a ton of teams in the West that are loading up, people. I tell you, they were saying the San Antonio Spurs are looking like the team that's left out now. All of a sudden, they're saying the Spurs are the team that's left out. Well, don't rule out the Spurs. They always seem to make moves. You understand what I'm saying? They always seem to make moves. Now, they might not have made a move yet, but look out for the Spurs because they won't be left out. But right now, a lot of people around the league are saying, What's going on with the Spurs? All of the teams in the West are building their clientele. They're building their team. They're getting ready for that push, all right? And so, you know, even the Golden State Warriors, they're still around. They got D'Angelo Russell, all right? Now, Clay Thompson is out, but they're still around. They got Willie Collins-Steen, and they got D'Angelo Russell. So they're also reloading. And, I mean, the West is loaded. We can't forget that young, 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 young team, the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. 
they're going to be sniffing around for one of those late, late seventh or eighth round playoff spots. They won't get one of the top spots because that's going to go to veteran teams like the Lakers and the Clippers and the Rockets. But they probably can sneak in at the seventh or eighth spot. And you can't forget Denver. So there's a lot of teams that's in the West, man. I'll tell you. But right now, what's going on with, with Houston is going to be phenomenal. But Chris Paul, back to Chris Paul, he really wants out. He does not want to play for the OKC Thunder. He definitely doesn't want to play. And so, therefore, they're either going to waive him or they're going to find a trading place to, so he will be very, very happy. He's a veteran, and he doesn't want to be in a rebuilding situation. And so Chris Paul is fuming, okay? And, of course, he thought he would be in Houston for the duration of his career. But this is the NBA, people. You just can't go by thinking where you're going to be because they'll trade you as quick as you can turn your head. And so right now, Chris Paul is waiting for a nice landing spot. Now, I'll tell you the thing about Chris Paul, just like Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's $44 million was hard to move, but Chris Paul's $38 million is hard to move. That's hard for a team to take. Now, of course, Daryl Morey, who's an excellent, excellent general manager, I know he was ready to roll the dice somewhere along the way because, you know, like Coach Luke said, he's an excellent general manager, and I knew he would roll the dice. I just didn't know where. And, of course, he rolled the dice on Russell Westbrook, and it might pay off. You got to watch them Rockets. It might pay off. But Chris Paul is not going to play for the OKC Thunder, and that's the news that's coming out of All Things Basketball Podcast. Either he wants to be waived or he wants to be traded, all right? Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck, and we got a lot of great coaches that's adding to the to the pot. They want to get involved with All Things Basketball Podcast training methods and situation. And so hit that email button, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. News out of the New York Knicks building. (laughs) Well, it's not funny because this guy is a baller. I like him. I like his brother, Markeith. It's one of the Morris twins. Marcus Morris has signed with the New York Knicks. Two-year deal. Marcus Morris has signed with the New York Knicks. Now, I tell you, a lot of people will probably say, well, wait a minute, Coach Luke. Didn't he sign with the Spurs? He was getting ready to sign with the Spurs two days ago. I don't know what happened in the meetings. I don't know what turned him around. All right? But I think what turned Marcus Morris around was there was no guarantee that he could battle for a, a, a starting position in San Antonio. They definitely want to bring him off the bench, all right? And so Marcus Morris was coming off the bench for the last three years in Boston, and he wanted an opportunity, at least a chance, to battle for a starting position. And so the Knicks are offering him an opportunity, a two-year contract, and an opportunity to get into the starting lineup. 
Now, of course, he's going to have to battle guys like Julius Randle and a few other guys for them, for them forward position. But again, at least he has the opportunity. And San Antonio was not willing to give Marcus Morris the opportunity to start where the New York Knicks are giving him the opportunity and the chance to at least crack the starting lineup. And so that's what's happening out the New York Knicks building. Marcus Morris has signed a two-year contract with the New York Knicks, and that's a great addition. He's a hard worker, and he's an elite ball player, man. I'm telling you, the twins, man, Marcus and Markeith, all right? They're excellent ball players, man. They're excellent ball players. I think Marcus is more of a scorer, where Markeith is better on defense. I mean, but they both are good scorers. They're both well-rounded players, strong players, and they don't take no mess. And I think New York will love Marcus Morris because he's a very aggressive player. And, of course, New York is a place that's aggressive anyway. So he'll fit right in to a New York Knicks uniform. So out of the New York Knicks building, Marcus Morris, uh, formerly of the Boston Celtics, all right? And, boy, they're just dismantling that whole Boston team right now, all right? He just signed a two-year deal with the New York Knicks. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing because he's an excellent ball player. So it's a great, great move once again for the uh, New York Knicks to sign Marcus Morris. You won't regret that. He's a hard worker and he puts his hard hat on every night and performs at a high, high level every night. So that's an excellent move. All right. Sticking with those New York Knicks, you got to pull. Sticking with those New York Knicks, R.J. Barrett. I told you, people, R.J. Barrett was going to start balling, man. 17 points tonight before last, 22 points last night. He's balling, and he's getting his feet under him, all right? And R.J. Barrett's going to be an excellent pro, people. He's going to be an excellent pro. I really believe he has an opportunity not right now, but maybe five or six years from now, he has a strong opportunity to be a superstar in this league, all right? Now, we always talk about at here at All Things Basketball Podcast that there's a difference between a star and a superstar. But I feel, Coach Luke feels, that give him maybe five or six years in the game, and when the game starts to really slow down for him, he has an opportunity to become a superstar in the New York area because all he does is perform at a high, high level. He just got to get his professional feet under him, and then then we'll see the best R.J. Barrett that we could possibly see. He's definitely going to be an excellent pro for ten, a good 10 to 12 years. And so within that time, Hopefully, they'll be able to hoist a trophy or something because you know Coach Luke is a big, big New York Knicks fan. And so I'm liking what I see from R.J. Barrett, these last two um, outings out on in the, in the Vegas Summer League, and he will continue to perform at a high, high level. And I told you guys, just give him a little bit of time. You know, the first two outings, he might have been a little nervous. He might have get started, you know, trying to do too much or get used to his teammates. But right now, R.J. Barrett, baby, he's settling down. And he's looking at that rim, and it's bullseye. He's nailing threes. He's catching alley-oops. 
He's showing what he's worth and why he was the number three pick in this year's NBA draft. R.J. Barrett is really, really playing ball, people. And so you have to pay attention to him moving forward because the summer league is almost over. But what I know about R.J. Barrett, he continues to work hard on his game constantly. And that's what you have to do when you're becoming a pro. And not only when you're becoming a pro, but when you when you love the game of basketball like that, you always got to work on your game. You can never stop working on your game. And again, like Coach Luke said, not only work on your game, but add to your game. Add something different to your game on a consistent basis, and you'll see the improvement in your game every single day. All right? Once again, tap in, baby. You know we got to pay those bills, right? We got to pay those bills. So tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button and, yo, we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, we got the WNBA recap, people. And you know Coach Luke love himself some WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. Liberty, let's go. Liberty, let's do it. We're ready to do a live show now. All Things Basketball Podcast is ready to do a live show at Madison Square Garden or up in Westchester. We are ready. All you got to do is get in touch with us, and we can do that little negotiating thing, and everything will be fine. But all right, let's get into <laughs> let's get into the WNBA recap. All right, now we only had two games last night, people. We only had two games last night. All right, we had the Minnesota Lynx against the Chicago Sky. The Minnesota Lynx seventy three, the Chicago Sky seventy two. Tight game, very tight game. All right, and then we had the Phoenix Mercury. All right, against the Las Vegas Ace. Man, Asia Wilson, my girl Liz Cabbage. Love them. Love those Las Vegas Ace. And they're a strong team. But they took a little L last night. They took a little L to the Phoenix Mercury. Brittany Griner, you know, Diana Taurasi and that crew. And they lost 86-84. Two tight games last night in the WNBA. Two bomb burners, man. And you guys got to start looking at the WNBA, man. They're real. Those are some real ballers. Those ladies really ball over there, man. And so that's our WNBA recap for uh, today. You know what I'm saying? July 12th. That's the WNBA recap. Two tight games. All right? All right. We got a feel-good story. A very feel-good story at All Things Basketball Podcast. And Coach Luke loves these stories right here. This story is about a young man, Jalen LaCour, all right? Now, Jalen LaCour is a New York baller, all right? And some of you people out there might know him. But again, you know, he, he went to uh, Brewster Academy in New Hampshire, all right? And that's a, a school in New Hampshire. Strictly, you got a lot of ballers that go there, all right? And so he went to Brewster Academy, all right, via New York, and he played his high school ball, over there, all right? And so after he played high school ball, it was a decision that he he wanted to make. He had committed 
at one point he committed to North Carolina State. Well, that didn't happen for um, Jalen LaCour, all right? He made an about face and turned around and said, hey, all right, I'm getting ready to turn 19 years old. I'm going to the NBA draft. And so he proceeded to go to the NBA draft combine in Chicago. He went to the one, uh, the NBA combine in Phoenix, Arizona, and performed at a high, high level at these combines and talked to a few teams, actually. All right. And one of the teams he had a discussion with, a 20 minute discussion with, was the Phoenix Suns. He thought nothing of it, all right? And so when draft night came, Jalen LaCroix really thought he had did enough at the combines that he would get drafted. Well, that didn't happen for the young man. He did not get drafted, right? But all is not lost, all right? Because hard work and perseverance really, really helps. Now, he didn't get drafted, but the same night, he got a call from the Phoenix Suns, all right? And the Phoenix Suns, brought him in to the building and worked him out, okay? Worked him out with the rest of the rookies and some of the veterans. They wanted to get another look at Jalen LaCour. Now, what happened after that? They signed him to a four-year contract. Wonderful, wonderful story. And now he's playing in the NBA Summer League with the Phoenix Suns rookies. Now, I happen to know from from uh, from a lot of sources that the Phoenix Suns are loaded in the backcourt. I think they got about six, maybe six or seven point guards, all right? But that doesn't mean anything because they're high on Jalen LaCour and they feel that he can hold his own. And I was looking at Jalen LaCour. I got a little glimpse. Coach Luke got a little glimpse of him in the NBA Summer League in Vegas, and he's a phenomenal player. He puts you in the mind of a young Russell Westbrook. And, of course, I don't like to say those type of things because you really have to perform. And when you talk about the mind of a Russell Westbrook, you know, this is a proven player. But you can see a lot of similarities in Jalen LaCour as far as his game. And it does look like he has a lot of different traits that Russell Westbrook has. But getting, we kind of got off. What's going on with Jalen LaCour? He signed a four-year deal with the Phoenix Suns. And so it's a great, great situation. It's a wonderful situation that he gets the opportunity to become an NBA baller, all right? And he's going to get that opportunity coming up. And so he's still got to work hard because, like Coach Luke said, they have about six or seven point guards in the building in Phoenix. And, of course, they have the great, excellent coach and Monty Williams. And so I tell you, if Jalen LaCroix is ready to ball and he puts his best foot forward, Monty Williams will not make any mistakes and he will make that roster. And so he still has to probably make the roster, all right, because it's two years guaranteed and two years option on a four-year deal. And so he's going to have an opportunity. As a young man that didn't get drafted but signed an NBA contract, and that's what we're talking about here at All Things Basketball Podcast. We love great stories, and this is a great feel-good story about a young man from the New York area that's living out his dream, and he signed a four-year contract with the Phoenix Suns. And, of course, like most men, that like most young men, when they have this dream of playing professional sports, especially in the NBA, and you sign a contract, hey, you're on your way. All you have to do is continue 
to perform at a high, high level, and you are on your way. And so they were interviewing Jalen LaCour the other night at the NBA Summer League, and they asked him, well, Jalen, what are you going to do after you after you leave uh, the um, LA some, the NBA Summer League? He said, well, I'm going to go back home to New York and play in the Rucker League. <laughs> because the Rucker League is a big, big league in New York. And I guess he's going to continue to ball and keep working on his game. All right. Now, he's probably in another, a few other leagues in the New York area. But the Rucker League is a big, big league. And I tell you what, if you're walking through Harlem and you want to go see games at the Rucker League and watch Jalen LaCour, he'll be there in the next week or so because that's what he said to the young lady who interviewed him at the NBA Summer League. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful story. And like Coach Luke said, at All Things Basketball Podcast, we love these type of stories. Well, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, Houston Power, man. The trade. Russell Westbrook, Houston Rocket, The Beard, Houston Rocket, Eric Gordon, Houston Rocket, Tyson Chandler, Houston Rocket, Clint Capella, Houston Rocket. They are going to be phenomenal people. The Houston Rockets have transcended up. They sat back during free agency, and I know Daryl Morey, the great, great general manager, Daryl Morey, was chomping at the bits and when he didn't come down with any free agents and free agency. And I guess he was trying to figure out a way where he could get in the mix. Well, Daryl Morey, you got in the mix in a big way, and you rolled the dice, and I hope it pays off for you. But it is a big trade. And that's why this name of this episode is Houston Power. They're going to be phenomenal people. You're really going to have to watch the Houston Rockets. Now, as you know, yesterday, there was a big, big trade made. In my last podcast, I kept telling you guys, it's going to be hard to move Russell Westbrook's contract. All right. And it was extremely hard. Because as you know, I was talking a little bit earlier about the other piece that moved to OKC and Chris Paul is that once they made, once Houston made this move, they became six uh, million over their cap. All right. And so now what's going on with Houston, they have to downsize because it's very dangerous to go over your cap space. It's very dangerous to financially go over your cap. And so now the Houston Rockets are coming about going about downsizing. But never mind that, because now they have Houston, they have um James Harden and Russell Westbrook at the guard position. Very dangerous people. A very dangerous combination. And again, like Coach Luke said, these two men have been playing since the tender age of 10 years old in AAU in Southern California. And if there's two guys that know each other's games very well, it's these two guys right here. Just imagine both of them are 31 years old and they both 
been playing with each other since they were 10 years old. You really know another person's game if you've been playing with them that long. And so the blockbuster trade yesterday took place. And, you know, I, I really like Sam Presley. He really, the OKC general manager, he wanted to give Russell Westbrook what he wanted. He could have traded Russell Westbrook to other teams. Well, not many teams because not many teams would have been able to to handle the $44 million per season. But he, he listened to Russell Westbrook, all right? Russell Westbrook wanted to go to Houston to play with his friend, okay? And, of course, uh, James Harden was in Daryl Morey's ear. And so these two gentlemen kind of orchestrated the move, and it was a good move. It's a good move. Some people say, oh, I don't know how well they're going to play with each other. Well, I think they're going to play very well with each other. I mean, hey, there's one basketball, but these guys, both of these guys have excellent basketball IQs, and I really think they're going to play excellent together. It's going to it's going to advance the Houston Rockets to a level where they have an opportunity, people. They have a strong opportunity to hoist that trophy. Now, I still believe the two L.A. teams are the front runners, but I'm going to tell you, Houston will be sniffing around that championship. And don't be surprised if they get in the championship round and win it. They have an opportunity. They really have an opportunity. When you get a guy of Russell Westbrook's magnitude, it automatically bumps you up. It automatically bumps you up. And you already have the bid, James Harden, the one of the best, if not the best offensive player in the game. And so, you know, and we can't forget guys like Eric Gordon that can fill the bucket up. P.J. Tucker, all right? Clint Capella, as I said before. You got a lot of talent in the Houston building, all right? And I always felt you might need one more player. Well, people, they got that one more player. And that one more player is Russell Westbrook. They finally got that one more player. And so now you're looking at... uh uh, uh the two L.A. teams, you're looking at Portland, you're looking at Utah, you're looking at Houston, you're looking at Denver, you're looking at an East, I mean, excuse me, a West Coast uh, avalanche right now. You're looking at a West Coast avalanche, and they're going to be phenomenal. The West, the Western Conference is going to be thick, and they're going to be balling, people. They're really going to be playing some ball over in the West. Now, of course, they're going to be playing ball in the East. Basketball, professional basketball, is professional basketball. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a real tight race in that Western Conference, man. The Western Conference just got loaded, people. The Western Conference really got loaded. And this trade really puts Houston in the top three. It really puts the Houston Rockets in that top of three, top three or fourth spot. So you're really going to have to watch them moving forward, and everybody's going to have to watch them moving forward. I tell you that. I think they need one more piece, which is a lockdown defender. Well, they do have Kenneth Fareed, the manimal, but I tell you, they don't play him that much. But if they can play him, and of course Austin Rivers. 
has become a, 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 a lockdown defender lately. He really has. Doc Rivers' son has become a lockdown defender, okay? And it, with him and Kenneth Fareed, they actually have the lockdown defenders on their team. So excuse me for saying that because they're just loaded. They're just loaded. And Tyson Chandler, former defensive player of the year. So I'm sorry to say that I was saying they need to add. They already have the the lockdown defenders on their team. And so the Houston Rockets are for real, people. The Houston Rockets are for real. And this trade, like Coach Luke said, it's and, and that's why the name of this episode is called Houston Power, because now the Rockets are back in power, and it's a wonderful thing. Not only is it a wonderful thing for the Rockets, but it's a wonderful thing for the NBA. I tell you, and that's it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I can't wait. Coach Luke can't wait for the NBA to get started in the upcoming season. It's really, really going to be something to watch these teams go at it and see who's going to hoist that trophy at the maybe the mid-June or at the end of June. Well, I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. It was a wonderful, wonderful show. Episode 30, Houston Power. Uh, I'd like to thank all my listeners, everybody that shares, everybody that downloads. We're getting more and more people that come to the fold of All Things Basketball Podcast and listen to the show, and we're just excited. i definitely like to thank the whole All Things Basketball staff for being right by my side, rolling their sleeves up when there was really nothing, all right? We started from scratch, and now we're transcending up, and it's a victory for not just Coach Luke, but for all of us, everybody in the building, all things basketball podcast staff, all right? And i definitely like to thank all of the listeners. Love you, love you, love you. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I'll see you Monday, all right? All right, have a good weekend. Good night. God bless.